Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss so imagine your work day started like this oh man i am so happy to be at work today ah, ah, yep. that's what happened at the start of raw cody rhodes arrived and brock lesnar came from nowhere and he totally beat the ship out of him also hello welcome to ups and downs the show where i simon miller take my finger and wiggle it around and tell you what i liked about wrestling and what i didn't like about wrestling that's it that's the entire concept. YouTube is a funny old place, but I appreciate you being here. Anywho, Brock also used Gary the Garage Door and Bertie the Beer Barrel to wound Cody Rhodes' arm. And this is when we spent the whole show going, oh my gosh, the American Nightmare, he may have a broken bone. How the hell is he going to wrestle at Night of Champions? So then cut to the commentators who were kind of freaked out about this. They also felt a little bit like, oh man, I can't believe that just happened. But before we could do anything else, all of a sudden Paul Heyman was in the ring. That's right, SmackDown's Paul Heyman. It was quite intriguing, though, because the first thing Paul said was, I just want to let you know that I had nothing to do with that attack that Brock Lesnar just did on Cody Rhodes. Imagine this in the real world. Yes. Hello, officer. I've just popped by to the police station to tell you, you may think I killed that guy, but I definitely didn't. Well... Now we're going to arrest you. Heyman also tried to justify being here by saying last week the powers that be enjoyed my presence so much they invited me back. So that's the brand split in the mud. And then he basically promoted the pay-per-view premium live event that is going down this weekend. He told us the start of the show. He told us all the matches. I was like, thanks, Heyman. Now I know. His favorite part is going to be when Roman Reigns and Solis Akoa win the tag team championships from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And he also told us that Usos will be watching from home. Now, I think we were planting some seeds here because I believe Jimmy and Jay will be in Saudi Arabia and they're going to cost the tribal chief. And then they'll be dead. The shit carnage continued because then KO and Sami Zayn were hit. So Paul Heyman scurried off. And then he got on the mic and said, well, that was a fine speech, like they were John Cena. But actually, we will retain our championships come this weekend. I was like, great. Someone is lying to me. Kevin also fancied stirring the pot more because he was like, well, look, Roman's walking around dedicating this match to everyone. So I'm going to dedicate it to somebody as well. Jimmy and Jay Uso, the real backline of the bloodline. I was like... This is going to end really badly. You just have to imagine that Range was somewhere punching a kitten because he is a bad person. And then this got even more out of control because KO and Sammy mentioned Imperium, who they do have a match with later. So Imperium came out. There was a big old brawl when we learned that the mystery partner was going to be Matt Riddle. Now, we said last week on Ups and Downs, it was probably going to be Matt Riddle. But small point, if you do use the word mystery, <laughs> probably don't then plump for the person that always teams with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. But look, in terms of setting up your show and getting me interested, this is the way to do it. It's like an out-of-control roller coaster 
or the equivalent of my life, giving it up. Adam Pearce and Byron Saxton were then worrying about Cody Rhodes because he may have a broken arm. I was like, Adam, you can't complain about this. You let the American Nightmare compete with a torn pectoral muscle. So of course he's not going to worry about a gammy arm. I was like, this is unbelievable. Nobody understands what's going on. We also then moved into Bronson Reed versus Ricochet. At first, I was like, what? Bronson Reed versus Ricochet? But actually, WWE did go out of their way to explain this. Obviously, last week, they were in that battle royal. I suppose Rick kind of did screw over Reed. But it wasn't a squash, thank goodness, because they did get 10 minutes, although Bronson did flatten Ricochet here and there. And the only reason I think this was kind of a bad idea is because Bronson Reed shouldn't be losing at the moment. And do you know who else shouldn't be losing at the moment? I mean, the answer is Ricochet. If you weren't able to figure that out, <laughs> don't worry about it. I still love you. Rick still got back into this when he was about to get suplexed, but he need Bronson in the head. And then he started like rocking and rolling and doing all his flips and dives. This is Bronson Reed we're talking about. So when Ricochet went for a springboard, basically ate him. And then he did hit the big old tsunami and he got the one, two, three. And I tell you, that finishing move will do wonders for Bronson because it gets the fans to go, oh, yeah. that was absolutely unbelievable. But this does make me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum because even though Vince McMahon is back, it looks like we're going to push Reed. But let's sure we keep pushing Ricochet too because he's kind of had some momentum recently also. He's always so damn good. This was fun. Up. We had a quick interview with Apollo Crews after this. It was all like, I hope Cody Rhodes is okay. So I thought, well, that was nice. When he got interrupted by Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley. That's right, I'm doing the dance of joy. Now, Dom Dom was upset because he thought this was Rhea Ripley's interview time. When Kathy Kelly was like, actually, Rhea's going to be next. And when she kind of introduced Apollo Crews, the condom was all like, who? That's like, I love this guy. Ripley then decided she was going to cut her promo anyway. And essentially said, Natalia, I'm going to end your career. I was like, all right then, that was very short and succinct. This is when Apollo walked back in though, because he's like, no man, this isn't cool. I don't want this to happen to me. You're murking me. And the only time Dominic got all tough is when he was hiding behind Rhea Ripley. So as I always say, have Rhea Ripley beat Apollo Crews and then build her up so she beats Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Undisputed title. Look at my face. Am I joking? I don't think I am. Now this was obviously setting up a match for later, which we will talk about, but this was just the best. It was part silly and it was part serious. I don't know who came up with the idea to put Rhea and Dom together, but I'm starting to think they may be one of my favorite pairings ever. That's right, I'll do a list one day and I'll put them at number one and I won't regret it at all. To the point, I'm giving it up. When we had the next part of the Seth Rollins sit down interview, I think all of these have been pretty good. This one especially had an edge to it, not Adam Copeland, because he was talking about Roman Reigns, and he was all like, look, I love Roman, but I don't particularly like him. So it's like the relationship I have with my dad. Because Seth now thinks that Reigns has a poisoned ego and that he's being selfish with the title because he doesn't want to take any challenges on, and that's not the way a world champion should be, which of course means when Seth Rollins becomes the brand new world heavyweight champion, he will be the opposite, and he'll take on all challenges. So I'll take you on, Seth. Let's go. We then moved on to AJ Styles, because of course that is going to be his dancing partner at Night of Champions. And amazingly, we showed footage from 2005 when Seth Rollins and AJ fought down in the NWA. I was like, man, I didn't see that coming. There's more to this later as well, where Seth once again says he needs to become the champion to move the industry forward. And I tell you why I like these, because it felt different. In a three-hour show, you have to pace things up a bit. So I say do more of them. Also going to give it an up. And yes, if you'd like my prediction, Seth Rollins should win this championship. I think he'll do a good job in making it mean something so we don't go, <laughs> you won the runners-up prize, which is kind of what it is. Shh. 
up. But then a quick explanation as to why we are getting Shinsuke Nakamura and Finn Balor on this week's Raw. Because last week, essentially, Shinsuke went up to Damian Priest and was like, <laughs> you lost a bad bunny. And he even did bunny ears with his hands. Finn took exception to this and was like, well, I will take on you next week. Well, that's why we're getting it. And then we're going to moan about it. Who doesn't want to see these two people wrestle? I don't. Shut up. The best part is, I'm pretty sure that Balor said he was going to wreck Nakamura so much that Damien Priest can pick the bones. Sorry, I don't want to see that on my television. Sounds disgusting. We then got a video package for Zoe Stark as we move right into Zoe Stark versus Candice LeRae. I don't understand what this was. It only went about two minutes and Zoe wrecked this fall when she hit her with the Z360. But the only reason this happened is because Nikki crossed with that with Candice. They're friends now. And halfway through the match, Nikki decided, do you know what? I reckon it's time for a big hug. No, no, it's not. It allowed Starks to just push people into Simba the Still Steps and get the one, two, three. <laughs> this was my face watching this. It didn't make any sense, 2 plus 2 equals potato. But look, on the one hand, I am going to give it an up because we are pushing Zoe Starks and it actually feels like we have a plan for her ever since we called her up from NXT. And she does have mad potential. But I'm also giving it a down because I understand this relationship between Candice LeRae and Nikki Cross. Like, is it a good thing to have Nikki Cross in your corner? Is it a bad thing? Why did she become crazy Nikki Cross again? <laughs> that was never explained. So this stuff just needs more time. And again, you have 180 minutes on Raw. We can find the space. Mustafa Ali then cut this great promo where he was all like, oh, my career has been a failure and that's why I need to have a good showing at Night of Champions when I take on Gunther for the Intercontinental title. And I was like, damn, man, this Mustafa Ali is <laughs> so great. When Brock Lesnar walked by, <laughs> turned to him and just said, get a life, kid. And he left. So what a way to just mug Ali off. I can't give it down. It's too funny. And if something entertains me that much, what are we going to do? As Lesnar was here as well, he did make his way to the ring. And I was like, oh, great. I'm sure the cops are going to be here. And they're going to arrest him because he tried to murder somebody earlier. Surprise, surprise, nothing happened. Brock knew this too. And he also knew that Cody wasn't going to be able to make their match. So he was like, listen. This is an open challenge. Anybody can come out right now and I'll take you on on Saturday. Instantly, Cody appeared with his arm in a sling and Adam Pearce go, please don't do this. And I was like, once again, Adam, you're to blame with this. And he got into the ring. This was a terrible, terrible attempt, <laughs> whatever he was trying to do, because Brock Lesnar locked in the Kimura. And if this arm wasn't broken before, well, now it's definitely shattered. Brock also made sure to stomp it before he left. And look, do we need some kind of explanation from Brock Lesnar? Yes, that would be nice. But because both of these guys come across like megastars, and because Cody Rhodes is just your super white meat baby face, which WWE hasn't had for a while, I just totally love it. Also, Brock is so good at playing the bad guy, so I'm invested. To think how good it would be if Brock did explain himself, but also I don't care, because I'm that guy, part of the problem, doing some thrusting here and we shouldn't thrust, but I am going to give it an up, because especially what happens at the end of Raw, well, I have no idea what's going on anymore in the best possible way. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When the unthinkable happened, the Alpha Academy beat the Viking Raiders. I don't think we're in Toto anymore, Kansas. Now, I always got the hot towel for a little while, so it was a big man slapping man meat. And of course, on the outside, we had Maxine Dupree and Val Haller getting into a little bit. And I was like, this is the most WWE thing ever. We have like, I don't know, a talent model agency woman some sort of North witch. But yeah, this did allow Chad Gable to go nuts. He knocked Ivor off the top rope when he hit the most devastating move of all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up onto Eric, and he got the one, two, three. And honestly, once again, you should have heard the noises I was making here as I blah, 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 like I was choking and people worried. I just couldn't believe it. So bring it down. That is whatever the number is. I've totally forgotten. It's the surprise roll-up counter. And as ever, wrestling loves it. But I was so damn joyful here because the Alpha Academy got a win. Now, it kind of was sold as a fluke, but I will take what I can get here. Also, talking about things I would like to get, more Maximum Male Models on my TV would be good. I had a right laugh with this. Uh, Pearson Saxton were then trying to get another update with Cody, but he booted them out of the medical facility room. I was like, you would do this. You're like, leave me alone. I'm just trying to get better. When we had a video for Indus Share, they kind of acted like they were still coming to Raw. I was like, you already came to Raw. It was last week anyway. I'll have to wait and see what we do get with that, because beforehand, it was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Finn Balor. This was just great. Damien Priest was on the outside, so of course he was casting distraction. But at one point, Shinsuke was like, I don't care about that. He hit the German sliding suplex onto Finn, Guten Tag. Then he got Damo's face and basically went, way. I was like, Nakamura, you're going to regret it. The best part is, too, is I really couldn't call this because you could make argument for both sides, especially when Finn missed the coup de grace and Nakamura kneed him right in the face. I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to do it. He didn't. Because the problem was Priest, who had just dragged Finn to the outside. Shinsuke was like, man, you're making my life so hard. So he went to beat him up. Finn Balor all of a sudden appeared. You know what he did? He pushed Shinsuke Nakamura into Barry Barricade. So bring it down. That is 23 times Barry Barricade has been ruined in only two and a half weeks. What am I going to do when I get to Christmas and Barry is sat there at the Christmas table trying to eat his turkey, but he's not able to because he can't use his extremities? Didn't think about that, did you? You just think Barry Barricade exists at wrestling events. No, he's real. This also allowed Finn to hit the coup de gar and get the one, two, three. But now Shinsuke can be like, uh, Judgment Day, you screwed me over. And speaking about the Judgment Day, that is why I was so happy he was victorious. This group has just come of age, and I think we should try and keep them together till 2097. Once again, look at my face. Am I joking here? No, I'm not. I am doing John Cena's talk for some reason. However, up. I didn't, however, 
feel the same about what happened next. Because to build up for this crazy women's tag team title match on Raw next week, we had Raquel Rodriguez versus Sonya Deville, and Sonya lost in about 60 seconds. Why do we keep doing this to Sonya? And there's no here's why either, because I don't get it. And even though Chelsea Green was on the outside, like throwing sunglasses into the ring, Raquel literally just gave her the bomb of power and beat her. This is the easiest victory I have ever seen in my entire life. I mean, it was mostly done so Green and Deville could attack her afterwards, so that SmackDown Shotzi <laughs> could run out. And then later on, Raquel and Shotzi were like, way, we're a tag team now. If I was Liv Morgan, I'd be absolutely livid. There is no loyalty here whatsoever. Also, how many times has Shotzi been in a new tag team? I checked and it's 79,422. So all of this just feels so damn rushed. I get that nobody saw the Liv Morgan injury coming and I really hope she is okay, but you could plan it just a little bit better and you need to with the Women's Tag Team Championships because WWE is always treating them like an afterthought. Stop doing it. Down. Referee then told Adam Pearce that Cody Rhodes is refusing to talk to anyone. And Adam reacted to that like this, like it was the worst thing ever. I was in tears, man. I was in tears. If I broke my arm and people kept trying to annoy me, I'd be like, leave me alone. I don't really want to have a conversation right now. Trish Stratus thought she could take advantage of this because she zoomed in and she was like, oh, hi, Adam. I know I got this contract signed with Becky Lynch in around about eight seconds. And I know you have the power to make it like a no contact deal so she doesn't punch me in the face. Adam was like, no, get to the ring. Which she did. It was time for that segment. Now, Becky just walked out and signed the damn thing because she is the man. Whereas Trish Stratus was like, oh, man, this is my first ever contract signing, which is saying something. I want to enjoy the moment. Because Trish still doesn't think she's getting the respect she deserves from people like Becky Lynch. Because without her, nobody would have paved the way and she wouldn't be able to do what she is doing right now. Or something. She also fired a shot because she was all like, oh, by the way, to get to the top, I didn't have to have my nose broken. <laughs> As Stratus also pondered, well, what happens, Bex, on Saturday when you do lose? I mean, last time you ran away for a while. So what are you going to do then? She also finished it by saying this was going to be Becky Lynch's last ever contract signing. I'm sorry, there's no two ways to take that. I mean, she's going to kill her. Becky finally fired back and saying, you know what? There is not going to be any violence during this contract signing because I want you 100% when we do get to Night of Champions. And the real issue here is that Trish is absolutely terrified of being forgotten, which is why she's returned to WWE and she's just causing a fuss. Lynch also reminded her that actually when you start comparing careers, Becky's is better, especially because Trish has done some really embarrassing things like barking like a dog. I was like, wait, did we actually just bring that up? I thought we were going to bury it six feet under forever, but here we are. Of course, the big go-home line was, but that won't be as embarrassing when I do whoop your ass at Night of Champions. And then she said something like, take that, bitch. Woof, woof. <laughs> well, that sounds terrible. No one has ever delivered woof, woof as good as Becky Lynch did here. There was in a big fracas and the table did get turned over, but there were no fisty cuffs. And some people don't like this feud. I think it's great. Becky Lynch is entertaining. Trish Stratus is a great heel. They have made sense of it all. And I want to see them fight. That's all you need to do. I'd get another match out of it if I were you. Give it an up. I was then laughing again because Adam Pearce was on the phone to someone. And I swear he said, oh no, Cody Rhodes' arm is mangled. <laughs> mangled. I also wanted to know who the hell he was ringing to talk about somebody else's injury. Actually, this was going to tie into what happened at the end of Raw. It was flubbing great. Raw absolutely found its legs during this period too because then it was Dominic Mysterio and Apollo Crews and Dom Dom beat him in five minutes. 
Amazing. Now, of course, Rhea Ripley was at ringside and she was causing all the fuss. And after Dom had pushed Apollo Crews into Simba the Still Steps, she also threw him into Rita the Ring Post. And it looked like Apollo was going to get counted out. He got back in the ring at night. He just died in the ring. It made no sense. He slid in. He was dead. So Dominic hit the frog splash. One, two, three. This kind of felt like a total beating. But as you may have realized here, because I love these two so much, I'm giving it an up. And Dominic Mysterio is just on a tear right now. He keeps winning and he keeps winning and he keeps winning. To the point, he should probably go after a title soon. I mean it. But this was really stupid when it comes to Apollo Crews. Because the last time he was on the main roster, we treated him like this. He went to NXT. He rebuilt himself. He hit reset. And now he's come back up to the main roster. We're just doing it again. And look, maybe it does tie into something we have to wait and see. But I just do not think Apollo Crews was the right guy at the right time because it was the wrong time. So I'm going to give it a down. Not even sure if that made sense. This is when we did get part two of our Seth Rollins interview. and We've already talked about that. And straight after it was our main event, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn and Matthew Riddle taking on Imperium. Now, all of this was just an absolute joy because we're building so many stories here, especially that potentially Riddle is going to be the next contender for Gunther's Intercontinental Championship because they kept getting into scrapes here. And obviously, Gunther is the bigger man, so he whooped him. Kevin Owens was able to get a tag eventually and he leveled up on Giovanni Vinci before Ludwig Kaiser was like, wait a minute, we're a tag team. So they got back in control. When Sammy tagged in and he hit the least devastating move, in all of sports entertainment, the Blue Thunderbolt. I mean, at least this time it was 1-2 and somebody broke up the cover. But it never wins a match. And you'd have to imagine he would stop doing it, but he doesn't. This is when the whole thing went nuts and the tag clacks and went off. Harm, we just had move, big move, kick out, move, big move, kick out. But on the outside, Gunther was hanging out playing Nintendo. So Riddle grabbed him and threw him over Alan the announce table. Once again, planting those seeds. Giovanni Vinci thought he could take the better of this, but instead... He ran right into the halluva kick. Kevin Owens gave him the senton. They were able to get the victory, which is the right thing going into the weekend. And also, again, coming out the other side, we probably are going to do Riddle versus Gunther. And Gunther should win that. Just enjoy There's so many pathways. Plus this. This was just an absolute joy. Give it in up. When WWE surprised us. What? Because it did feel like Raw was about to go off air when all of a sudden we were in the back with Cody Rhodes. And do you know who walked in to talk to him? None other than Doink the Clown. Can you imagine it was Doink? Came up going, da, 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 da. <laughs> get out of here, Doink, it's not the time. Now, it wasn't this, it was Triple H. And of course, he was like, Cody, what the hell are you doing? You can't compete at the pay-per-view premium live event. And I know you're afraid. And Rhodes was like, I'm not afraid. Trips was like, no, I mean, you're afraid of what the doctor is going to say because you know your arm is in a terrible way. The game also tried to reason with him saying, don't forget about your torn pet that took you out for a year. And Cody was like, wait a minute. You always did this kind of stuff throughout your career. You can't come into my locker room as much as I respect and love you and tell me this. So at this weekend, that wasn't a sentence, I shall be taking on Brock Lesnar. So I just absolutely love Cody because every single thing he says is totally over the top, but he makes it work. And the way Triple H looked at him here, I was like, wait a minute. Are we about to do some kind of Triple H, Cody Rhodes feud? And obviously Triple H can't wrestle anymore, but maybe it's going to be like an Austin McMahon thing. And I pondered this for a while. I thought to myself, you know what? I really want that. It's been long enough. Let's do it again, especially because the history these two have. Ooh, Delali, it would be fantastic. It could also tie into the fact that after WrestleMania, do you remember what Triple H did? He shook Paul Heyman's hand. So, man, I am now dialed into this. And WWE may do nothing with it, but as long as they do something, I think this could light a fire under everyone. 
not a literal thing, because that would kill people. So I am definitely going to give this an up, because do not forget, what's the point of a television show to leave you wanting more? And now I want to be filled up. That sounded disgusting. We've also wanted to see this interaction ever since Cody did return to the company. <laughs> Triple H ended this by patting Rhodes on the leg like it's the movie Babe or something. Honestly, man, I can't wait to see what we do here. And I thought this was a good go-home episode of Raw for the premium live event. Nobody else on the internet agrees, but I don't care about that. What's wrestling to be entertained makes it so much easier. Up. Now, please do make sure you click another video on the screen to continue your ups and downs journey, or maybe even watch another video here on What Culture. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe, and leave a comment and let me know what you thought about Raw. My name is Simon What Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. Remember, I love you like you're my mother, which again, very, very surreal thing to say. I'm done. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.